Is Santa Claus real? Well, who's to say he's not? It's that time of year where parents have the decision and discipling their kids to play along with the Christmas magic or not. Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life theology in the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505 and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Well, tis the season, and we are back with another question to consider. Let's hear it. Should Christ followers encourage their children to believe in Santa? That's right. We're getting these life questions at this time of year, where it is the season, and uh, the families in our church and families that listen to our podcast Trying sounds like trying to make a wise, faithful decision on whether or not to uh, uh, to play along with uh, the 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 Santa story yeah. in uh, this season. So. Well, and it's hard too because as different families have different thoughts right. and beliefs, it's like how do we teach our kids to interact with one another? And so at school, how do how do we handle this? How do we teach our kids to handle it? Are we right. yeah? Right. I mean, not, it's not just school. I mean, it is everywhere. Yeah. And it's not just in the month of December now. It seems like September 15th hits. <laughs> True. And at Lowe's and Home Depot and other stores, you've all of a sudden got the inflatable Christmas decorations everywhere. And, you know, November 1st hits and Christmas music comes on the radio station. Right. And everyone starts putting their decorations out in their yard and it's everywhere and Christmas shopping deals start dominating all the advertisements and golly, it, uh, it, it seems like it takes up uh, three months of our calendar year, not just one day. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I appreciate the question here because it does get to just, uh, the heart of faithfulness, you know, mm-hmm. okay, how do we raise our kids in in this kind of cultural phenomenon that is Christmas here in America in particular? Yep. Each culture has a little bit different way that it celebrates Christmas, if at all. Um, but, uh, you know, you can't go anywhere without, you know, without talking about Santa and Rudolph and <laughs> all that. Actually, I had a really interesting conversation with my 10-year-old son the other day, and he's like, Dad, where do you think the idea of Rudolph having a red nose came from? I was like, that's actually a really good idea. Uh, question, son. I have no idea the history of it, but isn't it interesting how somebody's imagination like that has now become a global uh, kind of, you know, imaginative story? Yeah. And like where do where do ideas like that come from? And just think of all the imaginative things that you've come up with your friends and all that. And you know, and even in light of this, the the great new phenomena is Elf on a Shelf, right? Yeah. We can kind of throw that into this category right. as well. Elf on a Shelf, and that has you know some history behind it too, and how parents will even use that for you know, motivating good behavior, like you're being watched by an elf and, right. and you know, in some more 
uh, juvenile than that, where it's just kind of a fun search every day and yeah. and things. And so, so many traditions wrapped up in Christmas. You know, yeah. you have these kind of the these big global traditions, if you will, and national traditions. And then each family has their own uh, traditions that they grew up doing with their brothers and sisters. And then you, you know your immediate family and yeah. now parents raising kids and. How do we, uh, you know, enjoy the season like this yeah. without it diminishing the real reason for the season? That's right. You know, as you see all the bumper stickers and things that come out, keep Christ in Christmas, you know, or Jesus is the reason for the season, which absolutely, yeah. Amen. you know, and as Christ followers, we want to, to, you know, to make sure that that gem is shining brightest at this time. The wonder of of God the Son putting on human flesh, being born in a stable, and coming to earth. That's right. Like, that's what we want. And and even more than the details of all that, like the, the, the prophecies fulfilled and all those things that, uh, you know, that, that really support and magnify the authority and the truthfulness of the, of the message. Why did God the Son come? Well, he came to live a perfect life and die an innocent death so that sinful humans can be saved. Right. Like that's what we need to keep at the center uh, of, uh, of Christmas. And so I think even as we like come to the question, like should then parents encourage their children to believe in Santa? Mm. I think that's really where we get uh, 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 where we get the differences uh, in decision making in parents, because, well, how then if that's what we want to keep at the forefront, uh, then to what level can we engage in all these other uh, uh, other traditions and things that go with it without diminishing the truth. That's right. I think that's that's really the, the nature of the question here. And so should we encourage, you know, well, like, it, I think if we just kind of take that on its surface, should we go overboard? Should we, you know, be playing it up and using it as a manipulative tactic to, to, to motivate good behavior or to, uh, to punish, you know, bad behavior and, and all that, you know, we might be taking it a little bit too far. That's right. Like that good behavior and all those things, behavior should be motivated by the holiness of God and the requirements of faithful living that the Bible proclaims, not because Santa and, and being motivated by gifts and things like that. Like yep. that just kind of in a broader principle of parenting, you know, where, where our, our, our parenting is, is, you know, boiled down to manip- manipulative tactics. Yeah. Um, and all that, then we need to get into some other, you know, some parenting methodology and biblical parenting on on, on that uh, on that side of it. But then, if you know, if we just think, well, if okay, the kids are here, it's a part of a fun pretend, you know, mm-hmm. which uh, we we call Santa and things in our family. Um, you know, I don't know that we would have any sort of. Uh, biblical prohibition against that yeah. against fostering and you know and playing along with a fun pretend like this that uh, uh, that that exists in the culture around us right and even personally i come from a family where until the day like my dad passed away like he believed in santa you, yeah. you know he never took credit for um for Santa. And so, um, um, as a, 
a sweet way to just remember that like he, he loved the Christmas spirit. Yeah. And again, he didn't overemphasize or use it as a, a tactic, but my parents were generous givers. And so they loved to, to spoil us. Yeah. And that was just one of the fun, silly ways, even as an adult, you know, my dad would talk about Santa. And yeah. so that's one of the things that we've carried on. It's just, it's a fun thing that we do, but we've never really told our kids yeah. that, you know, Santa's real. Yeah. When they ask, Hey dad, Santa real. It's always, well, what do you think? You know, yeah. we turn it back and just allow their imagination sure. to continue the process. And, and so as you talk about in just that word encourage in yeah. the question, so it's not something that we necessarily encourage, but we don't discourage mainly because of that tradition that my, my parents set for us. That was so fun. And yeah. you know, Elizabeth's parents did the same things. Yeah. It's like, we wanted to, to share that, that joy and yeah. excitement that yeah. comes kind of the spirit of joy and fun and generosity that exists around here. And uh, I grew up the same way in that my parents were, always very generous around uh, around Christmas time and and uh, and that's what like even I can remember as a kid why I believed in Santa because we would get these phenomenal gifts <laughs> yeah. on Christmas and in my you know adolescent mind I was like there's no way my parents could afford this like this is way beyond you know, like they would never buy me things yeah. you know like this and you know whatever is uh, you know Robin Hood Prince of Thieves Treehouse or <laughs> you know whatever the big gifts that you know I got I was just so and so that's what made me not necessarily even by their encouragement of yeah. it but it was just like uh, my mind was blown away by the generosity of it and you know and so yeah there's some playing along in that and even the word encouraged because that's you know when, and we've been in this uh, series at our church uh, on the one another's and the you know the biblical concept of encourage is to come alongside somebody and point their gaze somewhere. It's parakaleo, you know, to come along and to call their attention to someone or something, you know, and as Christians, we do that. We point to Christ, right? right. And so that's where the word encouragement, and we're getting nitpicky in the question here, but (laughs) I think it is important because if it's like that, no, you shouldn't encourage. You shouldn't be coming alongside your kids, pointing their their hope and attention to Santa, you know? Like, well, the only way that's going to come through is if you behave well and uh, and if you know santa really loves you this year or something like yeah. that like no we don't come alongside and point our attention to santa yeah. we encourage with the gospel we encourage with christ here's our hope here's the source of generosity here's the source of uh, of joy uh, in in and why we have this season and now we have these other ways that uh, help uh, you know foster it and all that and so you know if that's just part of the the uh, wonder of yeah. the season, then we can use those as teachable moments, you know, to point to Christ and yeah. use use Santa and all the festivities and things as a means to pointing towards a greater reality. That's right. And that's, I think, I was thinking about that as you were talking as well, and just like how many opportunities I've had the opportunity, you know, to, to speak to my kids yeah. about Christ and just thinking about giving and, and generosity yeah. and just, you know, Christ is, you know, this sounds silly, like Christ is the greater Santa, you know, sure. he's a, like Santa is, 
is this character that has been created to point to some of the the truths and the beauty of yeah. Christ and the, the generosity and the you know just the care and and things that come mm-hmm. in in this season but to say you know what like this is about Jesus and like you you said earlier about him coming as a man to accomplish the will of the father to to do what we couldn't do and living a perfect life and then ultimately going to the cross and and so to have that opportunity to really point the boy, the boys back to Santa. Yeah. I mean, back to Christ rather than Santa. And yeah. so it's just, right. Well, uh, isn't that the purpose of traditions? Yeah. It's the purpose of, tr- of rituals and traditions like this, that we, uh, that they are meant to point to something greater. And that's where everything gets uh, sideways when, uh, when we, miss or lose sight of the purpose of traditions and rituals and things like this, ordinances, whatever. Why did, like you go back to the Old Testament feasts, why did God give these feasts and festivals to the Jewish people? Well, one, it was to point them back to remember God's activity in the past and and to encourage them to remember his faithfulness, but also wrapped in, up in all that was to point them to a greater reality, to, to cultivate a stirring in them for the Messiah who would come, yeah. for the greater fulfillment in that. Same thing now in the church. Why do we have these ordinances? It's, you know, to remind us of God's work and salvation and what he accomplished for us, and also pointing us uh, forward to the, you know, to, to the future glory in Christ. And, and that's what, that's what is the design for this stuff, is to have those conversations. But where we get sideways, like I said, is when we make it about the tradition and not the meaning. Yeah. And believers do that. The Jewish people did that. You know, it became all about the festivals and feasts and Passover and all this stuff and forgetting what God had done and the real purpose behind their establishment. And churches even today can get sideways in that and thinking about communion and it's all about the method or uh, thing and, and losing sight of the meaning. And, and don't hear me saying like the method, especially in these biblical senses, are unimportant, but, but we can... Get, we, we can get sideways in, in how we're viewing that and lose sight of the meaning. And the same can be said about these traditions and things in our life, why we do things like Advent and all that. It's not about the Advent candles and the Advent you know, practice of it, but the purpose of it in pointing us in tra- to cultivating a heart of greater expectation and wondering things towards the things of the Lord. And so if we can use things like this of santa claus and christmas trees and stockings and gifts as traditions to point us in that then they are you know then they are serving us for a greater purpose but let's say they all go away god moves us to a country that doesn't practice christmas or santa's not mentioned you know he puts us in a mission field in a muslim country or something like that does that mean you know that all of a sudden now we you know we can't remember christ's (laughs) incarnation no well no right you know, something happens, you've fallen hard times, and you don't have the money to buy gifts and to be generous and to do all the things because um, you're just trying to survive. Like, that doesn't mean that we should lose the, the meaning and the purpose and the wonder and the teachable moments for that. But if these things can help serve us in that way, then we want to, you know, then, then yeah, let's, let's take advantage of them without you know, getting sideways ourselves yeah. or making it about Santa and not about the incarnate son of God. That's right. And so in light of all this, um, 
what would you say to those families who's who have decided not to believe in Santa? I have taught their their children that Santa isn't real, and you know, some out there kind of go on this holy quest to make sure that everybody knows that Santa's not real. Like, how would you? encourage yeah. them or, or talk to them in this right. situation. Right. Cause there's, there's lots of variations even within that of those who choose not to practice or whatever, you know, cause on like on one end of the spectrum, we have the Christmas crusaders mm-hmm. who you're like all about it and who make these assertions about the pagan origins of Christmas and Santa and all that stuff, which, you know, I, I would just say you need to really study the history because I think even some of that is backwards. There's lots of assertions that get thrown around of the pagan uh, 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 origins of these things, which, you know, that's maybe someone can submit another question and we can go in all that. But assertions are different than accusations. Assertions are just claiming something is true without any sort of historical or scientific or biblical proof or anything like that. Um, Accusations come with like reasons, logic. Here's the, you know, here's, here's, here's the actual proof. And, uh, and and at least from the research that I've done, that's that's actually not true. There have been s- some traditions along the way in certain countries of s- practice of Santa Claus and Saint Nicholas and um, and uh, Father Christmas and all that that had at their in, in, at their intent at their core uh, to point towards Christ, you know, to announce the birth of of Christ. And along the way, some of those things have gotten uh, you know secularized, and others have. You know, like in everything, try to overtake it, you know, with some pagan practices and yeah. and things like that, and uh, and and so that's we, we just have to be careful because not all that is true, uh, and and for some maybe because they come out of a pagan background, and not and I use that in like the 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 you know the religious if you will sense of of that word, not just as kind of a catch-all word for unbelievers, right. yeah. you know, and uh, you know or out of a new age kind of background or something like that that you know maybe christmas does have a different meaning in their upbringing and that would be for them it's really a you know it's a uh, it's it's a sensitive topic and and it takes them back to something that isn't helpful yeah. and and okay fine you know for you that's that's would not be good for you to you know to to you know practice santa claus traditions or whatever with your family and your kids and all that um but don't miss the opportunity at Christmas time to point to Christ and all yeah. that, and uh, and for others that just have chosen not to and things, you know, uh, that's that's where we need like where Romans fourteen and fifteen come back into play in these issues of uh, learning to live in love, to ask lots of questions, to see you know wh- where and why, and to not just make judgment statements on somebody's faithfulness or maturity or their love for the Lord because they do or do not, uh, you know have santa claus type traditions or whatever yeah and to just be sensitive to those things to not you know make it your personal ambition to go and you know deliver the kids from the clutches of satanic satan and uh or to send your kids to be you know your where your kid is the one on the playground saying santa isn't real y'all are deceived he's not real and uh you know and to just have you know have you know the purpose of peace and unity and love and understanding especially within the body of christ on these things to to have that be our motivating factors and uh, not to be on a crusade uh that is anti-christmas because even that is like i mean i get you know often the intent and the heart behind that but uh um 
but we can chill out a little bit. That's right. So, but that's, you know, those, those are good questions. I think that's probably the, why the question is being asked, yeah. you know, someone who's wrestling with their own kids or how do we, uh, uh, you know, should we do this? Uh, you know, should we encourage them? Should we practice, you know, Santa Claus type traditions and all that? Then, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think you need to get before the Lord and talk with your friends and live in community and understanding with one another. And, and, uh, as long as we're trying to together point our kids to Christ and his yeah. incarnation, then let's do that together and we can take or leave Christmas. Yeah. That's right. Um, that's a uh, you know Christmas in the sense of all the the lights and decorations and festivities and and all that. But what a great opportunity that we have, you know, even now, like beyond our kids, to uh, to be invitational, you know, to church and to uh, open up uh, faith-filled, gospel-filled conversations um, with our with our neighbors in a season like this. To uh, be uh, super generous in how we love and serve our neighbors and encouraging one another to be about that, about the giving of gifts, not just the receiving of gifts, so the uh, giving of love and not just the receiving of it and uh, of really emphasizing a serving of one another in all this. That's a, let's, let's make the most of it, you know? Yeah, I think just the idea of being intentional with a charitable heart, you know, and we're not just charitable in you know financial giving but just in the way that we communicate with one another the way that we're living with each other in an understanding way and and seeking to to recognize that oh somebody's traditions may be different than my tradition and that's okay it's not threatening right you know this because my kids believe in santa i'm not threatening your right. kids belief in right my kids need to stay away from your kids cuz uh you know they're gonna Santa is gonna usurp Jesus in their mind or whatever. That's, right. That's that that even is just kind of another principle in all this that uh, you know we have to just be careful that Santa in a belief in Santa isn't on par with faith in Christ. That's right. Yeah. You know, because in a kid's mind that's still developing, that can be difficult there because you know uh, faith isn't that you know to a kid now obviously. It, it, for us as adults, it should hopefully the distinction be very clear. But faith and a fun pretend are, you know, aren't far apart in a, in a child's mind. Right. And so we have to be really good in uh, in our discipleship and showing the difference, even if you know Santa is is part of it and it's a fun pretend and all that. But it's not on par with Christ and faith in Christ. Yeah, and I think you hear the argument a lot of times. It's like, oh well, if I, you know tell my kids that, that Santa is real and then they believe that he's he's not, then are they going to believe me about Jesus? Right. And it's like, there's just a, a whole lot wrapped up in right. that as well as if we can make our kids believe in Jesus is one thing. But then also like yeah. the distinction you're talking about yeah. is so important in this that they're never on par with one another right. because like I encourage Jesus. Yeah. I teach my kids about Jesus. Right, right. I don't encourage Santa. I don't teach them about Santa. But when they ask, I just turn it back to them and allow their imagination to right. to run. And so just the whole, I don't know, I guess the whole emphasis, the whole teaching and, and direction in those is, is so far 
apart from one another. Right, that, right. They really should be in order yeah. to do this well. And, and then the discipleship of our kids, that really needs to, uh, you know, we need to assess if that's what is happening. You know, am I daily, all the time, all year long, encouraging and showing uh, what following Christ is all about and showing the, the, you know, the ways that God is at work to my kids, you know, to where they actually, you know, can see the tangible results. Am I showing how he's answering my prayers? Am I showing the difference in, you know, as I am being matured and what a, you know, what a, what a growing, humble, teachable, you know, dad or mom uh, looks like? So, because our kids can see that on, on the daily, not just this, like, imaginative one time a year like presents show up on my couch or under my tree or next to my bed you know on december 25th like oh the evidence here he is you know (laughs) um that like that's they should be able to see the difference in all of that and that's just where we have to be really good about our our parenting and our discipleship and how are we using these things to point to greater realities and doing it in a fun celebratory imaginative way and we can have some fun with that yeah. without losing the meaning of Christmas, without losing the teachable moment and the profound reality of God the Son coming and dwelling amongst humanity. I think we're going to do that in a fun way and, and in a way that honors the Lord and, uh, and, and it creates a lot of fun memories for our kids. And... Uh, and, and, you know, isn't uh, leading them, you know, straight to paganism or, you know, eternity in hell. Because that's not what we would want, obviously. And so, but each parent has to consider these things and your own background, your own beliefs come to, uh, you know, your conclusions and uh, and all of this, let it motivate just greater, you know, godly parenting and and, uh, biblical discipleship of your kids, no matter what stage of life that they're in. And, uh, um, and what that means for your family and how you live that out within the community of faith and the people that God has put around you. And uh, let's do it all to the glory of God and and, uh, watch our kids come to faith in Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, Ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.